researching how could I take this space that I'm in as a salon and turn it into a school. And with my research, I stumbled upon having a hair design school. And with the hair design school, I was like, boom, that's it. That's all you need is a hair design school, which makes you a licensed entrepreneur, a licensed cosmetologist. And so that was pretty much the full out birth of Style Mob University. Welcome to the Southside Show, your local news and information source for Atlanta's Southside. Welcome to the Southside Show. I'm your host, R.D. Jones III. Each week, we shine spotlight on the Southside's rich culture and colorful history, which has a global effect on faith, economy, politics, and technology. Our guest today is a professional hairstylist, a celebrity makeup artist, a beauty business entrepreneur, and the first person to own a 24-hour hair salon here in Atlanta, Georgia, by the name of Diamond and Pearls Image Studio. She is also the founder and CEO of Style Mob University. I'd like to introduce and welcome Tiffany Nicole to the Southside Show. Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for visiting with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, all right. Well, um, I would like to start off just kind of asking you some background information about where you're from and, you know, growing up, family. Just tell us a little bit about your background for our Southside Show guest. Okay, so I am born and raised here in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow, you have very, you have very few people that are actually born and raised here, usually their implants from from other areas. Right, okay. right. No, so, and it's funny because when I say that to people, I hear the same thing over and over. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy because we're in Atlanta. Yeah. So are you a Grady baby? I'm not. Oh. I'm an Atlanta medical. Okay. All yes. right. All right. No problem. <laughs> you here. You're healthy. Yes, I'm so here. Good. Here. Atlanta medical, which was then was the Georgia Baptist. Okay. So, yes, born and raised here. Um, I initially was raised downtown Atlanta. Like, all of the projects, I have to just say, call it for what it is, here in Atlanta, from Capitol Home, Boyne Home, Mechanicsville, all the homes. Okay. That was where I was raised. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went to high school at Mays High School. Mays, okay. Uh, well, I did go to North Atlanta for a while, so shout out to North Atlanta. But I graduated from Mays High School. Okay. And, yeah, and I just absolutely love everything about Atlanta. Okay. My mother, she has been here, of course, all of her life. My family has been here their whole life. My mother comes from a background of um, doing drag shows. So, I know that okay. is, yeah, I know all that right. is crazy and different. Very different. Yes, so I grew up um, in very diverse places and things here in Atlanta. A lot so. of exposure to lots of different yes. things. Yes, okay. which makes sense where I will fall into the beauty industry. So, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that is, that's, that's impressive. Now, do you have uh, any siblings? I don't. I'm an only child. Only child. Yes, okay. I have a lot of cousins. Mm -hmm. A lot of cousins from all over Atlanta, but I am an only child. Okay, and um, you know, coming up through school, what were your interests? Did you have, you know, when you were in school or when you were young, what did you want to be? You know. So funny thing is, when I was like, I would say in middle school, I just knew I was gonna be a lawyer. Well, at one point I thought I was gonna be a singer, and then I had a high school teacher that told me I couldn't sing, and I was like, okay. <laughs> 
I'll move on with my life. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to defend people. And I've been writing business plans since I was probably 13 years old. My mom had an attic full of all of my business plans and business goals. And she was like, this girl has been doing this her whole life. So it went from being a lawyer to when I got in high school, um, this is so bad, but I would skip school at Mays High School. I would skip school and be in the bathrooms. Okay. Because I was doing all the girls' hair and makeup in the bathroom. Like, the principal would come, like, Tiffany, I know that's you in the bathroom. Everybody in there with you is going to get suspended. And I'm like, he didn't even have to hear me, see me, just knew it was me in the bathroom doing Man. hair and makeup. Now, Tiffany was a little bit hustling, even in high school. Yes. <laughs> Getting it done. Right. Okay. And so, I, even then, I didn't know that I would go into the beauty industry, mm-hmm. but my friends from high school, when they see me open up my first salon, they was like, well, we knew you was going to do that. Like, right. you always did it in high school. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is, that's, that's, a, that's a cool, that's a cool story and, and a nice segue into, tell us, you know, our Southside Show guest a little bit about kind of where you started out, what kind of, you know, jobs did you have working mm-hmm. for other people, and then when you became 100% entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. opening up you know, hair salons and and other types of businesses. Okay, so interesting. Um, My first job, I was probably 16, and I worked at South Decay Mall doing brows and lashes. I had a friend. Still in the beauty industry. Still in the beauty industry. Okay. I had, my mom had a friend who could, because she worked drag shows, she had a friend that did makeup and she was like, Tiffany, you so good at like putting on your makeup. I want to teach you how to do brows professionally and do lashes. And she was like, I hire you at a kiosk inside of South Decay Mall. Mm -hmm. So I worked there for, um, for a while, I'd say maybe a good year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I left from there and actually started doing property management. So I wow, that's a big swing. It was a huge <laughs> swing. <laughs> it was huge. But it actually came from the beauty industry because I started working at like a makeup bar. And the lady who owned the makeup bar was like, oh, I'm a property manager. She told me about what she did with multifamily properties. I fell in love with that idea of like, oh, my God, I can make money by leasing properties. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you can. It's $100 per apartment. And I was like, sign me up. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I went in. I interviewed for the position. I got hired on the spot. And I actually did that for a while. But even when I was working in property management, every day I would leave and go to a beauty salon to do brows and lashes. Right. So it's like I never really walked away from that. Um, but I did, I exceeded in property management. I wrote a book, The Principle of Leasing. Um, I They hired me to travel all over the Southeast region to train on property management and leasing and um, delinquency and getting delinquency numbers down. So I really enjoyed it, but the love for the beauty industry, it never went away. Wow. And yeah, so I kind of challenged God with it. And I was like, okay, well, if this is what you want me to do, then you approve it. So I end up leaving property management, whole story behind that, and working for corporate. And I went on like this 22-day fast. And I was like, well, God, if this is what you want me to do, being in the beauty wow. industry, I'm going to fast. And on the 22nd day, I need some results. I would say on the 21st day, I got a phone call from R. Kelly himself. R. Kelly. Asking me to come do his makeup. Right. Wow. And that was on the 21st day. 
Yeah, so it's crazy because I try not to bring him up, but he is a huge part of me knowing that this was the industry I was supposed to go in. He didn't know what he was doing. He just called, hey, I heard you would be great doing makeup. I want to bring you aboard. I need airbrush. And boom, that was it. And I was like, I had shown himself. Like, I thought, you know, the little D-list celebrity was going to call me or something. But, right. <laughs> you know, that was huge to get that phone call. That is. That is. That's amazing, you know. You seem to be a very disciplined person. In most cases in life, whenever we have um, big decisions, you very rarely hear people saying, I'm going to put it in God's hands. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get the answer from him and whatever it is I get from him, mm -hmm. that's the direction that I'm going to move in. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, like I said, that's great for you and that's great for our Southside show guests is that, you know, there has to be discipline you have to kind of um, give things to a higher power mm -hmm. to kind of figure out the direction that you should move into. Right. As opposed to just trying to force things mm -hmm. um, and, you know, uh, things you know go wherever they go. So, like I said, kudos to you for that. Now, after, you know, R. Kelly, of course, he reached out to you. You had some informal training with doing brows and stuff mm -hmm. from the um, makeup bar. Um, did you have any formal training to be able to, for you to be able to really um, fine tune your skills? I did. So um, within that time, I had right around that whole while I was fasting and really didn't know what to do, I met this amazing makeup artist named Kiki Finley. And she worked on professional sets all the time. She did award shows, um, movie production. Now she's actually in Hollywood and she do movie productions. But at the time she was a makeup artist doing production. And so I met her and I was like, I just need somebody to teach me how to be, become more professional. What I did was South Decal Mall makeup. Mm -hmm. I knew I, it was for me to do something bigger. So when R. Kelly called me, actually I think the link was through her with R. Kelly. And I said, girl, I don't know what to do. He want to be airbrush, what I'm gonna do. And she did like a crash course. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you need, she gave me a list. You need this, 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 and that. And come over here, I'm gonna show you how to work on a professional set. And she took a whole day and showed me everything I needed to be professional when I walked into this set. Okay. And it was a crash course. It took like a day. I was so nervous, mm -hmm. but, you know, he decided to take me on tour with him. And, you know, and I've been in full-blown beauty industry since then. Great. Great. So, you've, you know, you the door's been open mm -hmm. for you to work with you know, celebrities. What are the celebrities that you work, have you been working with? Oh, I have worked with so many um, celebrities. I, at one point, Steve Harvey hired me to do his award shows, the Hoodie Awards, which was like a pool of yeah. different celebrities. Huge. Yes. Um, a lot of gospel artists. Um, oh, I've worked on movie sets. I've worked with... Uh, I always call her Navita from Steve Harvey because I can't ever think of her first name. <laughs> right. um, her, Mary Mary, uh, I've worked with uh, a lot of rap artists. I don't know if they want me to drop their name because they had makeup done. But uh, I literally have worked with a lot of artists. My favorite one outside of R. Kelly would have to be Leon from Fire Heartbeats Temptations. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, I really enjoy working with him. 
Um, I work with Jocelyn. I work with the Love and Hip Hop cast. Uh, with a lot, but honestly, even with having a list of celebrities I work with, my favorite is like my everyday women. Right, mm -hmm. right. And you said as far as formal training, was there any type of formal training through any schools or anything, or was there? No, well, I went to Paul Mitchell to actually get my professional license. Okay. Um, but that was a cosmetology license. Right. Um, just training to work with what I was doing with celebrities, no, it was just a guy's gift that I had and Kiki just kind of telling me how to be more polished when I go and that was it. Yeah. So it's amazing to me, you've taken all these, life ex all these life experiences, you've taken informal training from individuals, you know, you've had the crash course and worked mm -hmm. on entertainers. Tell us about how you packaged all that together and came up with SMU, <laughs> Style Mob University. So this is crazy, but it actually came about one day working on a movie set. And I was in that trailer. We had been there for 14 hours. And wow. I could see it from the different perspective, like the makeup artist, the hairstylist, the wardrobe team. I literally, it was like my eyes kind of took me out of my body to see it mm -hmm. from a different perspective. And I was like, we are the people that pretty much create these characters. Mm -hmm. um, we are the people that are pillars in our community. Um, but when you think about what a hairstylist or what a makeup artist is or even a barber, it's always looked down upon. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea like, you know what? I don't want to be a competitor in this industry. I want to be a leader in the beauty industry because even though my passion lies in beauty, I have a strong passion for business itself. Okay. And I do know that is something that a lot of my colleagues in the industry don't have because they are creators. So I was like, hey, God, I need this idea. I'm always talking to God. It's always a conversation with God. I'm like, God, what is it you want me to do? Like, just tell me. Um, I was pregnant with my son at the time, and I was still running my 24-hour salon. Like, we were still going. We was in Colony Square in Midtown, and my feet had started to swell just from me standing and working. And so I'm like, I, I need an exit plan. I don't know what it is, but I know I want to be a mother. I know I want to help lead this community. I know I see the bigger picture of what we do. And so I went to sleep that night. I woke up in the middle of the night, and the name came to me. It was like Style Mob. And I just woke up and wrote it down. I keep a notebook by my bed because I ask God to talk to me. And sometimes it's in the middle of the night. So I wrote it down. And for months, I just kind of, as I was pregnant with my son, I kind of was pregnant with Style Mob too because I didn't really know what it was. Or right. what, but I knew it took me from being a competitor to a leader. Like I knew that for sure. But I didn't know what it was. So after I had my son, I just started doing classes. And with the classes, the students that would come, they would always say, I wish I can come here and get my license. And I'm like, I wish you could too. And, you know, so it happened during the pandemic where I was like, we was just sitting there and researching how could I take this space that I'm in as a salon and turn it into a school. And with my research, I stumbled upon having a hair design school. And with the hair design school, I was like, boom, that's it. That's all you need is a hair design school, which makes you a licensed entrepreneur, a licensed cosmetologist. And so that was pretty much the full out birth of Style Mob University. Okay. Now, 
where did the name come from? I know that you said all of a sudden Style Mob came to you and you wrote it down on the piece of paper. That was it. That was it? It was no, like, it was just, I literally woke up and it was Style Mob University. It was just Style Mob. It wasn't university. Right. I literally woke out my sleep and (laughs) wrote down Style Mob. Okay. I wish there was a fancy story behind it, but (laughs) that's it. No, as we were talking earlier with the, the guests that we had earlier, you know, I talked to you about what the Southside Show is all about. Mm-hmm. The Southside Show is a, to shine light on the positive things that go on on the Southside mm-hmm. of town or in underserved communities. And, you know, when I first heard about SMU, Style Mob University, it really intrigued me mm-hmm. um, to hear of your vision and what you were able to come up with kind of organically. Mm-hmm. And it is even more interesting to hear how all these components came together, how God was preparing you Mm -hmm. over all this time to put this thing together. And what you're doing, what you have been able to do and what you are currently doing, you are able to change the lives of individuals that come through your school, through your program. Mm -hmm. How does that feel to be able to be a positive influence and to really provide people with a livelihood? That feels amazing. Um, out of everything I have done, I've owned commission-based salons. I've built up hairstylists, makeup artists, nail techs, um, even barbers. Um, the thing I feel like I've learned the most about myself is that I have a gift in bringing out the best in others. So creating a school where I have time with you here to train you, to equip you, to move on into the industry that is highly rewarding and is passion-based it is very fulfilling. You know, um, sometimes it makes me emotional. Like I sit back and I watch and I'm like, and I see them grow. Our uh, mascot is the Peacots. Okay. And so I see them grow. This um, couple weeks ago, we had a graduation ceremony and my co-founder and director of education, she said, you know, when you see a Peacot, they're so ugly when they're first born, but (laughs) they turn into something so beautiful. And I'm like, that's true, you know? Um, So to see them blossom over time gives me full fulfillment. Well, great. Well, we know that, I guess, in your profession, um, it's a pretty lucrative profession, mm-hmm. especially if you're really good at what it is that you do. And you've proven that, you know, um, you had the opportunity. You've ran hair salons in Colony Square. You mentioned um, you've been on the north side of town. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to bring SMU to the south side? Mm. Let me tell you, I absolutely love the south side. Okay, like I love the South Side. I have um, had a salon space for since I was 18, you know, so that's been over 10 years now. It's been a while. And I have, like you said, had salons everywhere. The first time I came to the South Side, the first year we made more money on the South Side than I did anywhere else in the city of Atlanta, from Buckhead to Peter Street to Grant Park. We made more money here because there is a real community on the South Side. And there was just, everything I do is just faith driven. Um, I literally was sitting in my salon in Grant Park and I knew it was time for a move. We had moved to the city of South Fulton. So I would go into this plaza and see this big old space. And I was like, oh, that's a really nice space. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So I was like, nah, I can't move to the South Side. Like I've been on the, Northside, downtown, forever. 
So I was like, but it kept like kind of taunting me. So I was like, well, guy, you know, if you want me to move to the South Side, you have to prove it. <laughs> That's always my thing, like prove it to me. That week I surveyed my clients. Every and it was new clients, old clients. Every client that came and I asked, like, what side of town you live on? South Side, Old National, Riverdale. And I was like, dang, I hadn't even realized that my clients was coming from the South Side to come see me, Buckhead, um, wherever, you know, Grant Park. So that whole week, everybody I asked, they would had come from somewhere on the South Side. Wow. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And, and it was a kind of a hard move because, like, my publicist at the time, she not from here. So she couldn't understand, like, why would you want to move to the South Side? And I was like, well, why wouldn't I? You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand why not. But people that's not from Atlanta don't understand that the South Side is rich in culture. It's rich in its wealth and in the community and the love. And so it was a little sketchy at yeah. first. And I did lose some clients. But what I gained from being over here, it, I mean, it was worth the loss. Well, that's, that's great. So we're going to switch narratives a little bit. We're going to start talking about students. Okay. Um, for SMU. Um, what are the qualifications for a student um, in your school? And also, um, how long does it, take, uh, does it take for them to get their certifications? And um, just tell us a little bit about what student life looks like. Okay. So um, SMU, of course, is an HBCU culturally driven school. Okay. And so what we offer at Style Mob University is a full college experience. Okay. We offer student housing. Uh, we have a sorority. Um, we do everything that you would see at an HBCU. So when we bring on our students, even when they do their enrollment application, they have to submit uh, either essay or video asking, I mean, telling why do you want to be a student here at Style Mob University? That is important because I want to make sure you are mentally prepared to take on this journey. Uh, and the journey being that it's going to be hard. First off, you're paying out of pocket to come to school. Second, this is a passion-driven industry. So even when you don't feel like it, you have to let that passion kick in right. to move forward. Um, so outside of just having a high school diploma or a GED, being at least 18 of age or 17 of age, um, other than that, you just got to have the stamina, the stamina to see through coming to school and being an individual as you would at any college or university. Right. I mean, that kind of reminds me of my uh, my HBCU experience. It was a very positive experience, Savannah State University. Yes. And, um, you know, um, just about flunked out of school. I had so much fun there. But the thing is, is that I, the, the experience of being there, being around other students that look like me and being able to just experience life, similar people with similar backgrounds, you know, like you said, the fraternities, the sororities, mm-hmm. down to eating in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. um, living in the dormitories, mm-hmm. dormitory life. Yep. And, you know, having people from all types of demographic backgrounds mm-hmm. and just having a diverse um, um, environment, it's, it's very... Um, you absorb so much, mm-hmm. you pick up so much, mm-hmm. and then, like I said, and then you have, you. of course, you make lifelong friends, right. you know, um, along the way. So, um, but uh, I know that, as we both know, HBCU life or just college life in general, mm-hmm. all people aren't cut out for it. Right. 
What are some of the, I'm not quite sure that you have a really high success rate, but those that are not success, successful, what are some of those obstacles that they run into? Okay, so b before I answer that question, Clara, I want to make it very clear to HBCU, we get a, a lot of pushback from students that attend a HBCU mm -hmm. or has graduated from a HBCU. Right. And the pushback is like, well, you wasn't created in 1918 or whatever it is, right. you know, but we decided to stand on the HBCU culture because we are for us by us. Um, and that is a big thing. And when you think of HBCU, that's what you think of. You think of black excellence. And so that's what we deliver. Um, yes, it is new age and we do offer a trade environment. But when we we have literally embodied the culture of an HBCU and it's a huge compliment to HBCU colleges and to HBCU grads. And so I just wanted to say that because we do get some pushback, but we're not going to stop using it. We will always use the whole HBCU culture. OK, yeah. That's so, good. no, but to answer your question, um, I have seen students fail and we have had a good um, rate when it comes to graduating and we are 100% passing rate at the board because our instructors are amazing. But the students that we see that don't fulfill through the program has been either financial difficulties or... Um, I think that would probably be it for us right now. And we try to give out a lot of scholarships to help, to encourage our students to keep seeing it through. But the biggest thing would be their financial difficulties. Yeah. And my understanding right now is that you're working towards giving a, uh, I guess, a certification as a school so that you, in the future, you'd be able to use financial aid. Yes. So we're going into our second year being open, uh, which we are in our accreditation phase right now. So in October, with our fingers crossed, um, we will be able to accept federal grants and finances, um, which Great. will help our students tremendously. Man, that is excellent. That is excellent. So um, kind of reach way back in your mind mm -hmm. and provide me with a... Um, um, a success story of a student that you've worked with um, and um, yeah let's start there okay so um, I've had a few students that I feel has been highly successful um, one that I would really like to highlight is a student we had to start she traveled all the way from Conyers Georgia to come to school. She would catch Ubers, MARTA to get here, just all these different means of transportation to get to the school. And then she ran into like a like a huge difficulty when it came to her finances due to her paying so much money to travel to school. Right. And she has kids. And so she came to me and she was like, Miss Tiffany, I really want to finish this program. I really want to be um, a licensed professional. Mm -hmm. And her thing was just like, if I could just take a break and come back, I will. And she did. And sometimes I've heard that, can I just take a break and come back? And they don't come back. This student, she took a break. She came back. When she came back, she owned a vehicle. She came to school every day. She was on time. Um, and she seen the program through. She came back as a star student. Um, we gave her a scholarship at the award show that we do once a year because we do have people that donate to our students. Right. We end up giving her a scholarship. And with the scholarship, she completed the program, paid it off, and now she's a working professional hairstylist at a salon out in Lithonia, Georgia. Wow, that is, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great story. Um, like I said, you really influenced the life of, of a person. And um, at the same time, um, your student had the discipline 
to come back and they saw things through even mm-hmm. when times got rough so that's to, that's to be commendable um, when was SMU founded? so um, so Style Mob University was officially founded in 2020 during the pandemic um, the name Style Mob was created nine years ago and we was just doing classes. Me and my partner, Kay Brown, we was just doing like classes for teens. We was doing like um, grad classes, which you call it, which is your licensed professional. You're just coming in to learn an advanced course. Right. Um, but the official university was founded in, during, in the middle of the pandemic in 2022. No, 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. If there was anything, if there was anything that you could uh, do differently, in, I guess, uh, setting up Style Mob University, mm-hmm. what would it be? Hmm. Or not? Well, hmm. A loaded question, huh? Yeah, it is. That's a, that's a big one. I would say um, the thing that I just wish that we could do differently is that as soon as our doors open, being able to, being able to offer financial assistance. Right. Um, all, most of our students are straight out of high school. They're coming from other cities and other states. They're paying out of pocket. Some are blessed with their parents can just kind of pay off their tuition. And we have the lowest tuition in the country. Um, but I can see it being a huge stretch factor right. for our students. So I wish that we had the opportunity to house every student through our student housing, offer them financial support. Um, and offer them federal grants or loans. And, you know, cosmetology schools, we kind of get it the hardest because it's not, like, the goal is to make people respect us as being professionals. Right. You know, but in that journey, we have to just wait our time. Gotcha. Gotcha. What gives you the greatest satisfaction in what you do? The greatest satisfaction is... When our students call back and say, I passed my test at the Board of Cosmetology, that is like the ultimate satisfaction because what it does, it shows me that the system is working. Right. And what I mean by the system is working is that my director of education is training these instructors to get our students to the next level. Um, the niche in our school is that we offer an advanced training um, course in our advanced training, it equips them with the the tools and the knowledge they need to be a professional beauty boss. So when they call back and they say they passed that test and they are open up in the salon or they're in the salon suite or in the salon, they just give us like, okay, it's working. We're doing what we're supposed to be right. doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how how important is social media in your business? Huge. As much as I dislike social media, um, I find myself on it a lot because I have to be. Um, our Most of our consumers come from social media. They see it. They uh, see the school. They love how lively the school looks on social media. So it's a huge impact onto any business, honestly. And even within our curriculum, we teach how to market and brand yourself on social media. Okay. And as we wrap up, um, what social media handles do you have for our Southside Show guests? So um, our social media handles, you could hashtag anything from uh, was SMU, Style Mob University, and Mob is with two Bs. So it's SM. 
you or style mob and it's m-o-b-b um and then of course my name tiffany nicole um k brown those are pretty much our biggest handles where people could follow us okay and is there anything else that you would like to leave our south side show guests as we close yes um i would say the south side has been absolutely amazing and beautiful to us we would never leave the south side one because it, we are for us by us and this is where our people are so when we come here it caters to our college experience and honing in on the HBCU. And so if you want to be a part of the MOP, Style MOP University, you could go to our website, University. If you would like to donate to any of our students, to student housing, to our scholarships, you can find the information on our website and go follow us on social media, Style Mob University, myself, Tiffany Nicole, and that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for visiting with us today, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. And it's a wrap, folks. My time is up. I'm Artie Jones, your host of the Southside Show, bringing you the latest and the greatest that the Southside has to offer. If you don't remember anything else from this episode, please remember this. Don't Don't sleep sleep on on the the Southside. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in.